What's going on everyone? Mike here with the Turntable Teachers and class is officially back in session. If you are a new listener, welcome. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. Uh, And wherever and however you are listening, thank you so much for being here. If you are watching this episode on YouTube, be sure to leave us a comment, like, and subscribe. And if you are listening on a podcast streaming service, also be sure to subscribe. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season and a Merry Christmas. This is our final episode of 2020, and I think that I can speak for all of us when I say we are ready to put 2020 to rest for sure. This has obviously undoubtedly been one of the most difficult and pressing times that we've had in our human history, whether you're talking about the COVID-19 pandemic or whether you're talking about, especially in the United States, with the social unrest and injustices that we saw this year that were kind of a result of 2020 of, you know, the pandemic and really opened our eyes to it a lot more. And of course, all the political nonsense and and jargon that I just won't get into right here. But regardless, there was just so many negative things that happened in 2020. But, you know, having said that, now that we're here and reflecting on back on the year, I think it's important to also look at some of the positives. And, you know, I think that in terms of us being able to, you know, be persistent and resilient and really just try to get through all of these, I think it's only going to make us stronger going forward as a society. Uh, you know, I hope I'm right about that. But, you know, and again, that is not to you know, um, take away any of the, you know, hardships that people had this year. Um, from an artistic perspective, a lot of pain and hardship, that is where the best art comes from. And that is why this is, you know, I'm so glad to be back talking about, you know, the best music of 2020. This is a, the start to our, what we're, we're our rebranding of our year end list. We're calling it Graduation 2020. And like I said, you know, beautiful art was, you know, born, I think, from a lot of the growth and perseverance that we had to face this year. You know, this was the most challenging year for me to compile year-end lists because there were just so much incredible, uh, you know, art and music that came from this year because of what we all went through. And I think I can, again, speak for all of us when I say and thank our artists, you know, across the globe who, whether, you know, regardless of whether kind of art you're dealing with, obviously we're a music podcast, we talk about music, but, uh, you know, I think artists around the country and, and world uh, were really deeply impacting, you know, how we got through this time. And so if you're an artist, huge shout out to you. Thank you so much for everything you've done for us and keeping us, you know, sane, I think, in, in the long run here. But of course, as I mentioned, this is graduation 2020. And again, like I said, this is our last episode of 2020. Three of that we have a four part series that's coming out with this graduation 2020. This is the first. This is honor roll. Uh, also, right after the new year, we're going to have the top 20 Massachusetts songs of 2020. Since we are a Massachusetts based music podcast, we want to shed some light on the scene that uh, Boston and, and really just in the entire state of Massachusetts uh, has comprised this year and really, you know, a lot of recognition there for sure. We also have our top 20 songs of 2020 and then our top 10 uh, albums of 2020 as well. And but of course, like I said, today, we're going to focus on the honor roll, uh, which is actually split up into two different categories, which I'll explain in just a minute. Uh, but first, a word from our local sponsor. 
If you're a content creator like me, you know you're a perfectionist, especially when working with audio. You want it to be as crisp, clean, and really clear sounding as possible. And if you're an artist looking for a quality sound engineer, you have to check out Mixed by Hex. Hex is a South Shore, Massachusetts artist, producer, and reputable sound engineer, and also the host of our mini-series, Mixing Tips with Hex. Handing your song off to someone can be a scary process, but at Mixed by Hex, they offer multiple pricing plans, all with a specific number of free revisions. That way, you never have to worry about losing your say in the final product. And right now, Mixed by Hex is offering a free sample mix. That's right, you can hear your first mix of your track before even paying a dime. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to www.mixedbyhex.com to get your free sample mix and check out their pricing options and make sure you reference us the turntable teachers in your inquiry now let's get back to the show so how i kind of compile the honor roll list and really what the honor roll means it, it's kind of again sticking with the uh, the school theme of our of our show but the honor roll is really songs that i thought needed some recognition this year and that deserved recognition this year, but didn't quite make either of my top 20 lists, either my top 20 Massachusetts artist list or top 20 of just kind of the overall songs I was listening to list. Uh, but and how I broke this, uh, the honor roll up is in two sections. We have honors and then we have high honors. So the first 20 songs that I'm going to list off are actually in the honors section. And then the final 10 songs of this episode are going to be in the high honors section. And there's no really particular order with the either of these high honors or honors lists. Um, they kind of just are all lumped into that category. Obviously, the top 20 lists will be in order. And before I dive into songs, I want to just talk about how I kind of compile these lists and what is the criteria for getting on onto these lists. So for me personally, I look at it in, in kind of two ways. I look at it as 75% of enjoyability and relatability like how much did i come back to the song how much do i enjoy the song overall and how much do just do i relate to it on a personal level and then 25 percent is just like the profound artistic statement that they could have made or creative statement right so if the if the artist i felt like even though i maybe didn't listen to it as much if the artistic statement or uh, the creativeness of that song was just so profound that it kind of catapults them into the into the list. So those are really the two ways I, I look at it. And I want to just quickly mention my Spotify wrapped numbers because I thought those these were a little bit interesting and, and sort of just to give you guys a, a sense of how I whittle down these lists. Uh, so what I actually do before um, the year starts is I and I've been doing this for like three or four years, even before this was even uh, this podcast was even born. Um, I basically make a best of playlist for, and for that year so like for example this year i do like a best of 2020 playlist and then any song i like throughout the year i just throw into that playlist and then by the end of the year i have a laundry list of songs that i've loved throughout the year and this year i actually had over 750 songs 756 to be exact in this playlist and of course it gets whittled down to 30 songs on this episode and then 20 and 20 so really only about 70 songs out of the 750 that i listened to this year and again according to spotify wrapped i had 985 artists that i listened to this year over 235 genres with 23 
thousand minutes of listen time. So of course, that's that's a lot of music. I'm sure some of you probably even broke some of my numbers. But uh, you know, again, this is just something I've really enjoyed doing for a number of years, and I'm I'm so blessed to be able to do it now on this platform. And of course, right before I start going into the honor roll section of this, I just want to mention this as well. This is just my opinion, guys. You know, so I want to hear from you, especially on YouTube or Instagram in the comments section. Let me know what were your favorite songs of the year. Even if you're so inclined, give me your top 20 or even top 10 list of songs this year. I, I, I'm like I said, I'm a music head. I love hearing new music. And if anyone can put me on to new stuff that I missed this year, please do. So again, if your favorite song is not on this list, don't get offended. It's okay. It's just my list. And of course, I you know want all of you to jump in on the conversation if you feel so inclined. So like I said, feel free to jump in on the comment section. But of course, without further ado, we have the honor roll section of the list gonna probably go through the honors a little bit quicker than the high honors we'll probably stop and, and take a little bit more time on the high honors list but to kick it off we're gonna start actually in the local scene boston massachusetts scene with tj hickey's can't start over people only focus on the bad news about me they talk 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 i cannot change that past i was living that's gone 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 focus on the future i'ma just do better no 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 only touch me i am why am i not because i can't start over DJ Hickey is a Boston, Massachusetts recording artist. Uh, he's somebody I came on to a little bit uh, in the latter half of 2020, uh, but he's really impressed me. He can do a lot of different styles really well. He can be like, you know, lyrical miracle and, and with, with cool double time flows on a single like don't. Uh, or he can really do a lot more like melodic trap inspired stuff. But and, and then with this song in particular though, he's got more of like a melodic indie sound. And again, this is more of like a deeper cut from him. And really this song discusses like the fallacies of social media and like how opinionated that we've all become as just as people. And you know, again, social media and the news, like we like to focus on a lot of like the bad news and bad, bad publicity that people, you know, have in their lives and, and, and the ridicule and judgment and just the cancel culture uh, of our society, specifically in social media dis, uh, society. And TJ's really goal here is to try to block it out and move forward on this song. And I love the guitar chords, they're mixed really well. It gives them like a nice solemn feeling overall with the song. TJ's sing rap flows are certainly on par for this wave uh, or, or type of music that's been coming out. Like I said, the more melodic indie, uh, hip-hop genre um, I think he executes it really really well though and I think he is a budding star in Massachusetts that people should totally uh, keep an eye on especially in 2020 up next we got J. Cole with the climb back everything come back around full circle why do lies sound pleasant but the truth hurtful everybody gotta cry once in a while but how long will it take for you smile this is that come back to life so admittedly, this is not Cole's best song by any means. Really, actually, wasn't really his best year, I would say. Uh, even though this song, I do think, is good enough to make it. Uh, this song was a part of that two-pack, which was, I think, the, called the Lewis Street EP or Lewis Street Singles. Uh, you know, again, J. Cole, not a great year for him overall. Uh, I think the no-name situation doesn't really tarnish his reputation, per se, but it it is a little bit of a question mark, I think, on his career as he moves forward. I think that, you know, in kind of looking back on that situation, you know, I, Sam and I, our producer Sam, uh, talked about that over the summertime on one of our episodes. And we, we talked about that situation in depth. And, and looking back on it, I do see how some people 
um, you know, perceive Cole as almost kind of being a little bit of a, of a martyr or even being seen as, you know, somebody that was a little bit tone deaf. And I, I can see that point. But of course, back to the music side of things, you know, again, not his best year either. He didn't really release a ton. Uh, but this song, I, like I said, was good enough to make it. I love the vocal sample on it. I thought his bars were clever. The hook is ear grabbing. It's it, it's a it's a J Cole song, and since I'm a, I'm a J Cole fan, it just it just did enough for me to to make this list. So uh, hopefully we hear a little bit more from J Cole. Uh, in 2021 and especially more on the social justice side i would love to hear him talk a little bit further about it uh and more in depth than um and now that things have kind of settled in a little bit but once again j cole with the climb back did enough to make my honor roll 2020. switching gears a little bit switching genres we got no suits with their single suit suits they're an interesting uh group here really more they make some very fun crazy infectious music uh very smooth very funky this in particular is more of like a summertime jam or like a great song that you would play at the beach especially for me this was a song i was playing all summer long i love the psychedelic guitars mixed in with those funky keys this again was just in a heavy rotation for me especially in the summertime and again a, a genre that uh I, i'm taking more of a liking to as the years continue uh, and if you haven't heard this song, I guarantee you will love it. It will be all over your summer playlist by the time we, you know, we reach those summer months in, in June or so. So uh, once again, new, no suits with uh, the single suit. I really loved this song a ton. And uh, make sure you guys check it out. Up next, we got my guy Denzel Curry right uh, right over here with his song, Diet. This next bar was about to do some logic shit. But now it's time to stop the shit and let me pop my shit. Drama still added on, staying positive. All of my niggas on my side on the opposite. Get money from my shoulder and deposit it. Yo, show ain't got no hoes, I acknowledge it. Denzel Curry, quieter year for him as well. Uh, this is just a guy that always finds a way to impress me. I've been a fan of his for a very long time. Uh, he released a, a short EP this year with Kenny Beats titled Unlocked. Uh, and Kenny Beats, specifically on this song, his production, it's weird, it's clunky, it's industrial sounding, but I absolutely love it. This is really just kind of music that, again, I have been so again, much getting into with guys like Denzel, JPEG Mafia, Death Grips, just to name a few. And uh, But Denzel might have the widest range of different cadences and vocal inflections out of really any hip-hop artist that I know of. He's just beyond tal talented. And even last year with his Bulls on Parade cover, I mean, he just he can do so many different different types of sounds. But this song, again, it's, it's, just, it's just a weird one. Um, he, but I love in his flows how he emphasizes different words. Um, and even the, some of the rhyme schemes that he's able to create and even to the same verse. I just not a lot of artists can pull this off. I think this is just an impressive song. And also Kenny to be able to fit Denzel's sound just so perfectly. Uh, just, just so amazing. And, and more on that in just a little bit. But once again, Denzel Curry with Diet, one of the best songs of 2020 for me. It's If you're, if you're a, a, someone that loves going to the gym and working out, has to be on your on your workout playlist so big shout out to denzel and kenny beats now we're coming back home to the uh to the boston music scene we got m dot with the atonement 
flow atomic, blow fire like your choke is chronic. Came up sick like the back of your throat with vomit. Iconic stature, looking right past you. Study my quotes like a monk in the book of the past. Stop sleeping. You ain't equal with not even. You squids with cock creeping. I live in the thoughts deep and I've given my thoughts. Penned them down. M. Dot is a turntable teacher's alumni. Came on the show a little earlier in 2020. If you missed that episode, make sure you go check that out. He's a legend around these parts and one of, I think, the best MCs that there that we have in this area personally. Uh, but he dropped an old school sounding banger here, produced by Pete Rock, who of course is a legend in his own right. Um, M. Dot's lyricism here, it's raw, it's honest. He has a very angry delivery that really hits home, talking about, you know, like the lack of role models and, po and positive figures in politics and really in pop culture. He even takes a few uh, warranted shots at Trump, I would say, but uh, not to get too political with it. But again, some of his bars, you know, really just address a lot of these concerns that are going on in the world and really our, you know, society today. And even even has a great line in the second verse that I love he, where he addresses the fact that, you know, school shootings are a huge concern, but yet somehow we're more worried about whether students are standing for the flag. And it's just, again, that's just one of the examples of the many illogicalities and really inconsistencies that we have in modern society today. Uh, but again, MDOT, he just does it in such a brilliant way, even though he's kind of, it, it's really more of a, in my opinion, more of a therapeutic thing for him. It's really kind of a ear, you know eye-opening thing for the listener to hear a lot of the things he's talking about, even as uncomfortable as they might be. The hook really brings it all together with that death's knocking on the front door right now refrain. Uh, like I said, it's an anxiety-inducing song. It's jarring at times, but that's what makes it so great. Big shout out to MDOT. Cannot wait to see what he and the EMS guys do in 2021. Super stoked. Up next, we got Dermot Kennedy, one of my one of my favorite artists from last year for sure. And he is featured on this Medusa song titled Paradise. Dermot Kennedy, he impresses me yet again. Um, if any of his any of our old fans recall last year on last year's list, he was kind of all over it. He made my uh, one of my one of his songs I believe was on my uh, year-end list and then his album from last year was also on my year-end list and uh, this time he's back with a Medusa collaboration I think it works super well it's an upbeat dance type of song that I again I wouldn't expect to work but just kind of does and in Dermot Kennedy's vocals I think he's showing a lot of his versatility on this song and it's a song I just kind of kept coming back to. You know, not really super knowledgeable about Medusa, really the the electronic scene in general, I should say. But even still, this is a song I was continuously coming back to this year. Couldn't get enough of. So Dermot Kennedy, Medusa with Paradise, definitely a worthy list placement for me. And again, coming back to the local scene here, we got Meech with Sprained Wrist featuring Lord Felix and St. Lior. Worry about your mindset, lost in the dust, down when I'm up. You don't really care for me. Words and I'm not. Meet one on one. Fighting through the pain, you see. Talking big bang. Making heads cop a wig with a big friend. You too funky with your money, with your bitch thing. I'm a boss till I fall on my wrist friend. And I feel drained. Meach. Lord Felix, St. Lior are all comprised of the Van Buren Collective out of Brockton, Massachusetts. Probably, I would say, the biggest collective, of course, with EMS as well that I just mentioned with MDOT. But, 
you know, the VB guys, definitely one of the biggest collectives coming out of Massachusetts right now. Uh, Ricky Felix, who was on the production here. Again, his production is super dark. It's chilling. It's a little even a bit unorthodox. And I love those like stark guitar chords that are being played throughout. Meech is a very underrated artist in the Van Buren camp. You know, a lot when you, when you think Van Buren, a lot of people talk about the year that St. Lior had, especially in, in, in uh, Luke Bars, and, and rightfully so. But Meech is, is talented in his own right, and I think he gives a just a melodic showcase on this song with many soulful flows. And he has a better singing voice than I think people would give him credit for. Uh, this single was off of his EP Barriers to Knowing, I think his second EP of the year. This one was by far some of his best work to date. Uh, but in this song, again, my favorite on here. Lord Felix gives a really solid guest verse. Another Turntable Teachers alumni. If you guys missed that episode, make sure you check that out. A lot, a lot earlier in the year. I think it was like February. And St. Lior, he delivers a more moody, off-kiltered bridge that gives the track some contrast and I think really kind of brings it all together. I think each of these guys in particular bring something different to the table. And, you know, Van Buren, uh, watch out for them. They're just a, a force to be reckoned with in the Massachusetts scene. But big shout out to Meech for this song, Sprained Wrist. Up next, the legend Nas with The Cure. Too many changes, you change from your greatness, become a byproduct of yourself, all for the paper regardless. The market see you as an old-ass artist, the McCartney's live past the Lennons, but Lennon's the hardest. Stay on your path, stay on your craft. Man, Nas is back with some of his best music, I think, in a long time, and especially this song. It was definitely my favorite off of his Grammy-nominated King's Disease album that released in the summertime. Um, I love the horn section on this. It gives it like a cinematic, grandiose feeling. And Nas raps with energy that I don't think he's had in quite a while. And the storytelling on this as well is really great. That beat flip in the middle is super awesome. It's got that nice sample-based old-school boom-bap production on the second half, which is just a perfect mix for me. And I thought, again, Nas did a really nice job this year, and I thought that this was probably his best work that he's had Really in years, I, I can't really remember the last album of his I loved this much. Maybe Life is Good, even though I, I probably like this better. And even dating back past that, probably his like untitled uh, or self-titled uh, album, Nas, from like I think it was like 2008. It's probably like the Nas album that I love the most uh, that's released, been released since before this. But this King's Disease album, definitely a great, great project. And The Cure is super worthy of a honor roll mention for 2020. Speaking of really influential big artists, we got Drake with his single Laugh Now Cry Later featuring Lil Durk. Where did these niggas be at when they say they doing all this and all that? Tired of beefing you bums, you can't even pay me enough to react. Been waking up in the crib and sometimes I don't even know where I'm at. Please don't pay that nigga songs in this party, I can't even listen to that. All right. For me personally, this has got to be one of Drake's best songs in a long time. I didn't exactly love Dark Lane demo tapes as much as some people did. Uh, I definitely didn't think it was his best work. Uh, but of course, with Drake, you know, he's probably one of the most influential artists of all time. And he releases songs that are not only like trend-setting, but they really become anthems. I mean, I even just heard this when it was Christmas Day as I'm watching all the basketball, the NBA. You know, these instrumentals playing in the background of the preview for like, the, I think it was for the Lakers and Mavs uh, game or whatever it was. So it's just, and this song came out months and months ago. So you just know that when Drake drops something and it hits, everyone stops and listens and and then knows and remembers that, that song for, you know, years to come. And I don't think he's had a song quite like that since Nice For What. 
back in 2018. But this song right here, Laugh Now, Cry Later, I think is going to be one of those types of songs for Drake. It's got a super infectious hook. The horns are very full sounding, just amazing. And Lil Durk gives a very quality guest uh, feature as well on this. And this is really, like I said, one of my favorite Drake songs that I've heard from him in quite some time. And I, and I can't wait to see what Drake does in 2021. I hope we finally get that certified Loverboy album that I've been dying for. I want him to do R&B so bad. I hope it's exactly what I want. But, of course, can't please everybody. So, But either way, Drake in 2021 should be coming out with something huge is, is, is my guess. Up next, we have Tierra Whack with Peppers and Onions. You got to be the one the people looking up to. Yeah, I tried to reach the sun, but got me stuck to my shoes. Yeah, you got to be the one the people looking up to. Yeah, I tried to reach the sun, but got me stuck to my shoes. I'm only human. I'm not perfect, just a person. Yeah. Philadelphia hip hop artist Tierra Whack. Really, for the last couple of years, ever since her Wax World. Uh, album in 20, I think 17, 18, something like that. I think it was one of those years. I can't recall now off the top of my head, but it was an amazing project. I've been a fan of hers ever since. Again, similar theme with like Drake, J. Cole, even Kendrick, who had a really quiet year. I thought Tierra had somewhat of a quiet year this year, and even some of the singles she dropped this year weren't really up to snuff with what she did, I thought, last year and even in 2018 until this song, Peppers and Onions, which this song has been everywhere. It's on like that Apple commercial for like the little thing that looks like Alexa or whatever. I don't even remember. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. And again, like I said, I think she, you know, a lot of the songs she put out this year didn't do it for me, but this song totally embodies what, who Tierra is and what she is as an artist. Uh, you know, she's charismatic. She's got that wacky vocal inflections that she loves to do. This, this song totally embodied that. And clever and purposeful lyricism that I thought really worked on this one. I love the melodically quirky instrumental as well. I think it kind of just all comes together so nicely for her on this song. I love the refrain on the hook. I'm not perfect, just a person. Sometimes happy, sometimes nervous. Like, how relatable is that for all of us, right? I mean, who, who didn't have anxiety this year? Like, you know what I mean? So again, not to make this a therapy, uh, you know, a situation for myself, but uh, we'll, we'll move forward here. But and in terms of verse two, man, she goes off with some great double time flows. I, I really just enjoyed this song so much. And Tierra Wack, again, is one of those artists that, you know, really turns heads when she drops something special like she did right here and peppers and onions was that for sure and we've reached the halfway point of the honor roll and back with another turntable teachers alumni this is watsonville california neo soul hip-hop artist Tabwasa with his song dreamer featuring aoni had a great ep episode on our show i think it was in like october or september so definitely go back and, and, and make sure you check that episode out kabwasa's voice is unique it's versatile i believe in my opinion i think he's destined for stardom based upon a lot of those things that i just mentioned and i think with the neo soul hip-hop blend that he has going for him like with artists that's synonymous like a childish gambino or a smino 
you know if you like those types of artists you will love Kabwasa, especially his album that he dropped this year called made in flight this is i think the best song from that project and Kabwasa, like i said he just does so many things well that it literally feels like this song feels like you are in a dream that's really what it feels like when you are listening to it it kind of has that type of tone and that vibe and it's just such a relaxing track and one that you can just kind of vibe to and, and, and really enjoy. And he's again blessed with some gorgeous vocals from Aoni. I love the vocal effects at the end of her bridge that kind of blend back into the hook again. And it gives some really nice glossy keys and uh, wavy synths that, and, and that really give it a, a dream feeling tried and true. So huge shout out to Gabwasa. I thought he had an amazing year. Up next, we got Spillage Village with their song, Ayala Family. I pray for my family. I pray about money, I pray about money, I pray about peace, I pray it's all peace, I pray about peace, I pray it's all love, I pray about love, I pray about love. Spillage Village comprised of Jid, Earthgang, Mariba, Jordan Bryant, and many others. They compiled an album titled Spilligion. This time around, they go with like a southern indie sound that I think is executed very well and overall and, and worked well for them. I, spoiler alert, it won't be one of my out top albums of the year or anything like that, but it definitely had a sound that was proprietary to the Spillage Village this year. Um, this song is just not a lot to say on it. It's just super feel good. It's wholesome. I think it's an excellent sing-along song. And, and Jid and Va Johnny Venus really steal the show on this one, but really, what else is new there? Coming back to the local scene. Vintage Lee with her single Vintage Like Lee featuring Made in Tokyo. Yeah, weak in the knees. Yeah, chain on freeze. Yeah, hold up, please. Yeah, check on my seas. Oh, check overseas. Yeah, body on fleet. Double my G's. Vintage Like Lee. Oh, Vintage Like Lee. Diamonds on me. Vintage Like Lee. Vintage Lee, she's a Boston hip-hop artist, very similar in style, I think, to Tierra Whack, and that's maybe why I enjoyed her music so much. Uh, this is actually a song that we reviewed on one of our Boston artist uh, episodes that we did over the summertime on an earlier podcast episode, so if you want my more in-depth uh, thoughts on this song, definitely go check that out as well. But overall, this song is just a total bop. It's fun, catchy, enjoyable. It's just a track you can throw on driving down the, you know, down the, down the road or, you know, at a party scene, right? Obviously not during COVID, right? Not, not condoning parties, everyone, right now. To give it a couple of months. You know, hopefully we'll be there. But anyway, uh, Vintage Lee has a very nonchalant personality in a lot of the way she rhymes. But I think that's also equally captivating as well. I really don't know how she kind of is able to pull this off. But she's, again, one of the better up-and-coming artists from Boston that really, I think, may break through or already has. And I think this Made in Tokyo feature would probably strengthen that argument that she is closer to breaking through than not. So Vintage Lee, uh, this style of hip-hop is, is really this quirky style of hip-hop that she's doing. Uh, totally bodes well for her. And I think she is another budding star that we have in the Boston scene. So huge shout-out to her. Can't wait to see what she does in 21. Up next, we got Tom Mish and Yusef Days with featuring Freddie Gibbs with their song, Night Rider. Don't listen to what they say. You can't take it slow. And when the night rider comes around, gotta pick up the dough. 
Tom Mish. He's an artist that I've really come on to in the last couple of years. He's a UK singer and musician. This song made my top 20 mid-year. Uh, it was in, I think, the 2015 range. I can't remember quite now what the number was. Um, it obviously fell out of the top 20. Uh, not to say it's still not an amazing song because it is, but it just for some reason, uh, there were other things I listened to this year that were just, just kind of jumped ahead of it. Um, maybe wasn't listening to it nearly as much as I normally do, but again, this is an atmospheric song. It's relaxing. It has a, light, a lot of really awesome jazz elements. I love the instrumentation specifically. There's a really nice build until we get some really soft Tom Mish vocals, but the strings are really mesmerizing. Uh, the hi-hats are stark in contrast to some of these psychedelic guitars that are being played. And again, Mish, when once his vocals finally come through and that and um, that that instrumental build kind of hits a peak and, and Mish starts, you know, delivering some vocals, he gives a nice smooth melodic performance. And Freddie Gibbs is on the back half. He's one of my favorite artists, but it adds an element that it might not have otherwise. If you really enjoy this type of music and especially Tom Tom Mish, I would definitely encourage you guys to check out What Kind of Music, which is his brand new album that dropped this year with uh, Yousef Days, but Night Rider, again, one of my favorite songs of 2020, for sure. The Emotional Oranges, the enigmas of pop music, they've returned and find their way back on one of my lists. This is their newest single, All That, featuring Channel Trace. Why you tell me to touch you? I'll show Emotional Oranges are a pop duo that I think are some of the most unique and also captivating acts that we have in the mainstream right now. Um, now going by A and V, I believe it stands for like audio engineer and vocalist, even though A, who's the, the, male, um, the male artist of the group, he even gives some vocals, but V has always been the one that I thought has kind of been at the forefront and shined here. And she links up with Channel Trace on vocals here. And, uh, you know, again, admittedly not my favorite from them. I thought that their Juice EPs from last year, uh, which were all over my lists, this took a little bit of a step back. This is still a really smooth, groovy pop jam that I did enjoy this year thoroughly. And Channel Trace's deep voice, again, goes well really nicely with V's vocal inflections. Uh, again, this is a song that, you know, it's a fun tune, certainly one that you'd play in a party setting. And I think it's one that I've been coming back to quite a bit. Definitely worthy making this list. So big shout out to the Emotional Oranges for this incredible song, uh, All That. Coming in with one of my favorite indie alternative bands of the year, Mount Joy, with their song Death. This Joy is a Philadelphia-based band. Uh, all the song also made my top 20 mid-year. Just fell out because, again, some things I was in, listening to this year rose above it. But I love the vocal inflections of the lead singer uh, on this song in particular. I think the message is really phenomenal. Just you know, making sure you grow as a person and impact others in a positive way before you die. I think something we can all relate to and, and probably can do better on on a daily basis. 
Uh, the instrumentation, it's, it's a very eclectic. It's got some really nice glossy keys, a thick electric guitar chord, and, and the energetic drums and hi-hats with bass. It's just there's, there's so much instrumentation that is brought in here that make it for a, such an eclectic sound. And if you like in, indie alternative music, Mount Joy is certainly a band you want to check out. And next we have Halsey with I Hate Everybody. But none of it is love, so while I'm waiting for it, I'll hate everybody. Well, then why can't I go home without somebody? And really, I could fall in love with anybody who don't want me, so I just keep saying I hate everybody. Can you guys see in the common theme here? Another, if you're a fan of the show, you've been a fan of the show, you heard my mid-year top 20 I Hate Everybody by Halsey was on there too. Uh, it was actually pretty high up, I remember. I think it was maybe cracking the top 10. I reviewed the album as well, Manic, gave it very high praise. This song didn't have as much replayability for me as I would have hoped or as I expected earlier in the year. But again, still good enough to be one of the top songs of 2020 for me. I really love her self-awareness uh, on this song, just with her being her toxic sort of intentions when it comes to relationships and sort of her like feeling like she has to always be in a relationship to be happy and really her kind of reflecting that if she could her continuing on this path you know there's really a lot of contradictory elements of how she's you know treating you know how she when she goes out she knows she doesn't want to she can't leave without somebody but yet doesn't want to be with anybody at the same time and her trying to kind of navigate these feelings uh, i love her line here where she says infatuation is observation with a cause and uh, i think the hook here it's it's dramatic uh, and emotional, especially in the second half of the song. Super gives it like this climactic feeling. And uh, especially with the um, the grand instrumentation that is, you know, really brought in in the second half as well. Um, Halsey is one of the more personal artists that I think I've heard in the mainstream. And I think the song is one of the best examples of that. And again, the song is one of the, for me, one of the best songs of the year for sure. I told you guys Kenny Beats was coming back on here. And this time he is with Smino and Jid on their song Baghetti. I need a minute to meditate. Give me a second, babe. Full of regret, I've been stressing on everything. So I'ma need everything, anything. Pocket change, let it bang, let it bang. It's a freedom sound, let it bang, let it bang, let it bang. It's a freedom sound, let it bang. Man, I miss my dogs. Took off the Kenny Beats, his production here is simple, it's smooth. Totally not something I would expect from him, but fits Smino and Jid perfectly. And they both contribute to the song in a creative way. Smino always brings energy and charisma in his vocal performances, but Jid's rhyme scheme and flow patterns here are really what shine and are just, of course, insane. I love the line here. I'm going to try not to screw it up when he says, uh, Can I holla holla at you? Hallelujah, girl, you're a jalapeno. I almost can't even like speak it without getting tongue-tied. Not sure how Jid is able to do this, but he just does. Uh, nothing like super special about this song, um, but the amount of times I came back to it, it really just forced my hand to put it here. And this is a song that I think is is for sure one of the best of the year. And I love when Jid and Smino Link always makes for a quality song. Kenny Beats' his production, of course, up there as well. Some of the one of the best producers that we have in the hip hop game. Up next, we have Ricky Reed's single, Better, featuring Leon Bridges and Kiana Lee. I wanted to be better, a better brother, to be there for my sister, no father figure. Come on for the summer, be with my mother, 
I'm not an only son, but where is my brother? Protected from the bad men, come from the garden. She said she'd be okay, and I had to trust her. Sometimes you gotta leave, don't even want her. Sometimes you gotta leave, don't even want her. So this is one of the more sentimental songs uh, in this listing. It's a family-oriented song. It really tells the story of the difficulties of kind of balancing life on the road versus life at home. And, and again, focusing on staying more in the moment when you are home, like not worrying about, oh, I have to go on tour, or I have to go do this. Leon and Kiana both talk about being better brothers and sisters to their siblings or better friends to the people and just better family members to the people that are close to them in their lives. And I really like the duet style that Leon and Kiana have in this back half of the of the song. And Ricky Reed's production, again, it's just so smooth. And this is, again, one of the most personal and moving songs that I heard this year and definitely one that is worth the list consideration here. So, again, Ricky Reed, better. And finally, our last song on the honor roll, we got Justin Clancy with his single, Changes. So won't you come and pull me closer? I'm still here before I lose control. Oh, cause I guess I've been going through changes, but I always find my way home. Justin Clancy is formerly from Peabody, Massachusetts, which is literally next to where I grew up. I grew up in Danvers, Massachusetts. They're neighboring towns. And now he is out in LA. He released an EP this year titled Up the Stairs, which is phenomenal. One of those songs could have easily made this list, but I thought Changes was far better than any, any of uh, the songs even on that EP as well. And I just love the stripped back acoustic sounding track that this is. His vocal performance is really the highlight here though, for sure. He just shows so much incredible range and emotion on this song. Again, it is just such a beautiful, beautiful song. And it really kind of paints that picture of the, the changes and the hardships that we all went through this year. He, he encapsulates that so, so well. And again, huge shout out to Justin Clancy. He's another artist that I think is just destined for stardom and is showing that he has it with his vocal uh, performance on this song, which is just one of by far the best of the year, in my opinion. And we have reached the high honor section of this list. But before we do, another word from one of our local sponsors. Most artists know that studio time can be expensive and difficult to find. And while many artists are now making music in their homes through makeshift studios, your sound quality could still be missing something. That's where QNC Entertainment comes in. Right now, QNC is offering three, six, and 12-hour specials based on your sound engineering needs, as well as independent mixing and mastering services for the low price of just $40 per track. 2021 is a new year, and it's time you got the finished product your music deserves. Head to calendly.com slash QNC ENT to set up your first studio session today. And when filling out the inquiry on their website, make sure you put us, the turntable teachers, in the reference section of your application. Now, let's get back to the show. And without further ado, we have now reached the high honors section of this episode. Once again, these are 10 songs that just barely missed the top 20 in either respective list, whether it was the top 20 Massachusetts songs of 2020 or the top 20 songs of the mainstream of 2020. Uh, so again, these are 10 songs that just missed either of those lists, but were definitely good enough to be mentioned this year and, and songs that were definitely noteworthy from 2020. And to kick off the high honors, we have Child with Count Me Out 
Child is a Canadian neo-soul artist, actually an artist that local artist Mako, so shout out to him, and he might be on a list at some point, spoiler alert, but uh, this is a Canadian neo-soul artist that Mako put me on to this year that I, I don't know how I missed him and, and wasn't aware of him uh, until now. He is a super talented artist, uh, really more of like a psychedelic soul, but also like I said, very rooted in neo-soul as well. His album, Synthetic Soul from this year, amazing. Everybody needs to definitely go check that out. This by far though is my favorite song from that album though, which is Count Me Out. Uh, I love the sentiment of this song. It's just kind of continuing to pursue and not give up even if you're knocked down. It's like that classic line, you know, knock down seven times, get up eight. I just really enjoyed this song for just the, the message and also, like I said, the psychedelic nature of it. There's just some really awesome electric guitars and different sort of electronic elements that are just blended into this that make it such a brilliant listen. And a lot of the vocal inflections and effects that are put on this song are just, you know, they're more, they're a nice modern spin on Neo Soul. Uh, really just again reminds me a little bit of what childish gambino did on awaken my love which is like right over there i don't know if it's, it's kind of cut out a little bit but on my wall one of my classic albums for sure and once again man child an artist that again i wasn't super familiar with before this year but an artist that is certainly on my radar now and i can't wait to see what he does next so big shout out to child and especially this song count me out up next, another artist that I got a little familiar with this year. This is Chica and her single, You Should. Chica had a really big year this year. She dropped a lot of music. Specifically also got a, a nomination for Best New Artist at the Grammys. She's originally from Alabama. I'm not sure if she still uh, resides in Alabama uh, still or not. I would have to look that up a little bit further. But either way, uh, this song You Should was one of my favorite songs of the year by far. It's very soulful. It's very just relaxing and, and, and just has such a nice quality vibe to it a really a romantic vibe to it for sure i love her animated vocal delivery it's super engaging and just she's very versatile as a rapper and as a singer i mean she has in that second half of the uh the song she has some more uh rap sing flows that she does and she can also you know sing really well and belt out some of these falsettos on the hook and i think it's just brilliantly executed song specifically the hook i really love uh, the way that she delivers it, the interpolation on that, and the production is super smooth, and the horns that kind of, really the highlight for me is because their involvement in the song varies. Sometimes they're at the forefront, especially in the hook and the bridge. Sometimes they're a little bit stripped back, like in the verses. Again, this is just a really cool romantic slow jam that I couldn't get enough of this year. Huge shout out to Chica, and especially the song You Should, one of my favorite songs of the year, certainly uh, worthy of a high honors recognition so this is the the third year of lists and big sean has never made a list of mine until now here is his song wolves featuring post malone i was raised by the wolves apes that they fool run through the night playing with your life go against the pack that's risking your life better play it right yeah you better play it right. big sean had a really awesome year i thought i think this was again a good comeback for him detroit too especially 
one of his best albums, if not his best album, or at least his most consistent album that he has in his discography. This song Wolves here with Post Malone, it's tough. It's gritty. It's probably one of his hardest hitting tracks that he's had in quite a long time. The only one that I think really, that I think is on this level that he has in his in his discography would be uh, Burn with with uh, with Meek Mill, but I don't even think that's on his album. I believe that's on Dreams and Nightmares. So Wolves is just one of the hardest hitting songs you'll hear this year. It's got a nice, thick, heavy bass, super catchy hook. The way that Sean is kind of rhyming on there, and then his lyricism takes over completely. It's super clever. Uh, and then he even switches his flows throughout verses. He actually probably switches his flow like th three different times on that first verse. So it just kind of shows how much time and effort and thought that Big Sean put into not only this song, but really this entire project, Detroit 2. Uh, and really, like I said, one of his best of the of his career, in my opinion. And Post Malone's verse, it's, it's, a, it's a nice addition. I wouldn't say it's like his best verse I've ever heard Post Malone on, but it's a good enough addition to this song that gives it that nice contrast that because Post Malone has some of he can belt out some of those um, singing vocals that Sean just can't do but again it was a nice pair between the two of them and again made for a really great song and one of my favorite songs of the year and of course diving back into the local scene as well here's Suriel with his title track to his EP from this past year what can I say V12 made a wave like a seashell made a wave at the end of day niggas still gotta pay the retail all business but I mean well get the best of my clientele niggas be talking but never living I let this shit never from the bottom and I came along with it used to talking down now it's nothing left to see cause some people Pull off, we had to go our separate ways. I be getting to it down, got no time to waste. So, if you're from Massachusetts, specifically North Shore, Massachusetts, you've probably heard Suriel before. I personally came on to Suriel from B Leafs, who does a lot of work with us. Uh, and he's somebody that I've known for a really long time, just, you know, from high school and things of that nature. B Leafs is a, is a uh, North Shore, Massachusetts producer. And he's done a lot of work with Suriel, who is from Lynn, Massachusetts, again in the North Shore of Mass. Suriel had a really uh, roller coaster of a year, especially uh, with this. Uh, it really, really ended on a high note with this EP, What Can I Say? And those of you guys that know his story, a little earlier in the year, he suffered from a seizure and some health complications that set, set him back a little bit. Uh, but this EP is really kind of his, not response, but more or less like his... Uh, his just descri description of what had happened in that during that time also along with this ep is like an extended music video with all three tracks uh it's around like nine minutes or so but it's a really great uh, little piece of work there that you guys should totally check out the visuals are just incredible there this song what can i say was probably my favorite of his off of his ep i just really love the raw lyricism and delivery uh, his tone of his cadence is very serious, but I think it juxtaposes really nicely with sort of this tonal uh, instrumental that is kind of rooted in some keys and some synths. Um, but this song just feels like a true comeback song, like a, like an underdog song in a sense. Like you would play this for somebody like, you know, with David versus Goliath, this would be the song for David. And especially just with Suriel, it, it's pretty clear that he's in hip hop for all the right reasons. The song is again all about just like his story kind of, you know, defying the odds as he kind of continues to progress and get better at, with his craft. You know, is he still staying true to himself? Is he still, you know, doing right by the people that are important to him? 
um, all these themes are really kind of built into this. And then, of course, like I said, just kind of getting through the hardship, you know, of what he has been through this year. Uh, it's just very relatable. And Suriel is an artist that uh, really deserves all the credit in the world and all the accolades. I know this this EP that he had, uh, it, it surpassed well over 100,000 streams. And so I'm just so happy for him and proud of him. And so big kudos uh, to Suriel, not only for this song, but really for the EP. And I hope that What Can I Say is only just the start for this man because he's got a very bright future. Switching up the genre just a little bit, we got We Are Fury featuring Jordan Tariff with the song Animals. So come on, come on, come on, come on, tell me that it's all wrong, all wrong, all wrong, trying to be strong. I wish that I was wrong, cause we're just animals. Yeah, we're just animals. I'll try to stay alive. So I'm not actually as familiar with We Are Fury, especially like I said a little earlier with like Medusa, it's kind of in the same category, more of a dance electronic duo. But again, it's not really like a, a genre that I know super, super well. So, but Jordan Tariff was a great introduction uh, to them for me because I know Jordan uh, just through a couple, through a, a mutual friend. Jordan Tariff is actually going to be one of our very first guests in 2021 as a guest speaker. For those of you guys that don't know him, he is a singer and songwriter, originally from Massachusetts actually, but has since relocated to, uh, uh, to Los Angeles and is doing some really amazing things out there, specifically working with We Are Fury on the song Animals, which was by far one of my favorite songs of the year for sure. And Tariff's vocal performance is a big reason for that. He has just like really amazing falsettos, just a, just incredible vocal inflections, and just his voice is so so rich and pure, and it just gives this whole song really fleshes out what it truly is as a finished product. I love that beat drop, especially as far as the We Are Fury uh, production, the synths they're super bright and colorful. This song really encapsulates like a it reminds me of like a John Bellion song and I'm a huge John Bellion fan so that just kind of really makes for a great listen for me and Jordan like I said he's got some other music uh, for uh, individual music solo music I should say uh, for himself coming in 2021 really early 2021 so guys make sure you check that out another guy that has a really bright future and I think is just destined for stardom so we are fury featuring Jordan Tariff with animals one of my top songs of 2020 and worthy of a high honors selection. And going back up to our neighbors up north in Canada, we got Jessie Reyes with her song, Roof. Everything I do is the roof. My city's on the moon, fuck a tube, no cap, I'm Audi. Everything I fear is on the news. I ain't got nothing to lose, two twos, I'm Audi. Everything I do is the roof. My city's on the moon, fuck a tube, no cap, I'm Audi. Jessie Reyes had a huge year as well. She's originally from Canada. Uh, she's a pop R&B artist that most people know by now. Uh, I first heard Jessie Reyes on the Kamikaze album from Eminem. And she just released her own album this year, Before Love Came to Kill Us, uh, an album that I thoroughly enjoyed. Won't probably make my list in terms of for the albums, but this song, Roof especially, one of the catchiest hooks I heard this year. Uh, I love her line, Every on, everything I fear is on the news. 
And again, it's just like one of those, what I said a little earlier in the, in the, uh, in this episode where it's like, you know, the news is one of those outlets that only gives us the bad news and the bad things going on. And it really shows us all the, the ugliness of our society. It doesn't really harp on the positives that we have as a, as a collective, as a culture, as a, as a humanity. Right. And, uh, Jesse Reyes obviously sees that. And that was just a line that stuck out to me on this song, but, but in terms of the whole song in its entirety, you know, it's just, it's a modern pop soul song with a nice synth clap. I mean, those synth claps can be a little bit overused. It works here in a majority of the time. And really this is a song, like I said, it's just, it's just a song kept coming back to again and again and again. It is catchy. It's melodic. It's wavy. It just kind of puts you somewhere else. It's kind of similar to Corboise's Dreamer in a sense where it really is just light atmospheric and kind of gives you a nice meditative, relaxing feeling as you're listening to it. So Jesse Reyes, an artist that, you know, again, I wasn't like a huge fan of before this song in this album, I should say, but this song in particular is what's getting me really into Jesse Reyes. So love it. Can't wait to hear what she has coming in 2021 and beyond. And again, this was one of my favorite songs of the year. But really, there was no rapper or artist that made me a fan more this year than Lil Baby. And that's solely because of his song, The Bigger Picture. Trade my 4 by 4 for GC3, ain't no more freelance deep. I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again. I even told him, please. I find it crazy the police to shoot you and know that you did, but still tell you to freeze. Fucked up, I seen what I seen. I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe. It's too many mothers just grieving. They're killing us for no reason. Been going on for too long to get even. Bigger Picture by Lil Baby, Grammy nominated. Phoenix Rios and I, who is Phoenix Rios, who is our co-host, of course, especially if you are a returning listener of our show, uh, Phoenix Rios will be on plenty more episodes in 2021. We had a few of him. We, we kind of introduced him as our new co-host uh, towards the end of this year. Uh, but anyway, both uh, both he and I on our Grammys episode, which is available on you know YouTube, podcast streaming platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we, we both agreed on that episode that this will definitely deserve Rap Song of the Year. We hope it gets it uh, at the Grammys. And we also, Sam, uh, our producer Sam, as well as myself, discussed this track on episode 36 of our regular episodes. So if you missed either of those, make sure you check it out for more in-depth analysis on this song about the bigger picture. But in terms of how I feel about it today, as it now stands, I think it's one of the most powerful songs that we had so far this year. And really, for me is I've never been a big baby fan, right? I mean, he, I, I see the appeal, I see, understand why he's so popular, but he was never an artist that really resonated with me until I heard this. And it's really just because of, you know, what he's talking about here and how deep and heartfelt he truly, it sounds like he is on this song. I mean, in terms of the production, it goes really hard. I love those keys really works well uh, with the overall kind of power that the song has behind it but really this is Lil Baby's best lyricism to date for me of course he talks a lot about you know the Black Lives Matter movement police brutality you know blacks and African Americans in America who have faced systemic oppression throughout generations upon generations and he's just kind of sick and tired of it and is done with it and I'm so glad that Lil Baby decided to use his platform for this specifically i really like his line where he says it's like the blind following the blind uh it's just really what this year kind of encapsulated i think in some ways uh but really in a sense it's songs like this that opened our eyes you know to what is truly going on if you were kind of somebody that wasn't paying attention uh or if 
it already only reinforced it a little bit more even if you were and you know i'm just glad that artists like little baby decided to talk about these issues in their music and i commend him so much for it and uh yeah i'm just i'm just really proud uh of what he has done in the mainstream hip-hop scene and so again big kudos to him for this song it's it's by far one of the best hip-hop songs of the year this song just came out a few weeks ago so there might be a little recency bias here but I'm one of the biggest Kid Cudi fans that I know, and Man on the Moon 3 just just did it for me, for sure. It's, it's one that's still heavy in rotation the last few weeks, and I couldn't leave off, as of now, my favorite song from Man on the Moon 3, which is Loving Me, featuring Phoebe Bridgers. I'll keep on climbing, riding the lightning, and I am sure At times I really didn't show what was wrong with me, wrong with me. I told myself I cannot go without loving me, loving me. So I know I'm not going out on a limb by any means by saying this, but for me, Kid Cudi was just pivotal when I was in high school, specifically Man on the Moon. I know, again, it's a little cliche to say that, like, oh, he changed my life or helped me through tough times, but he really, really did. Man on the Moon, number one, was one of my favorite albums of all time definitely for sure and i haven't loved a kid cuddy album since like truly truly loved it until now man on the moon 3 and like i said it's a little recency bias since it just came out so i don't want to like you know me talk to me a couple weeks months from now i may feel differently and that's kind of the difficult part of making these lists when you know songs that came out towards the back end of the year um, you know, how do they measure up with stuff that happened, uh, came out in the first half of the year? It's tough to kind of navigate because, you know, there's, again, like I said, there's that recency bias with those songs. But still, if I've been playing this, this album, specifically this song, again and again and again over the last, I don't know, month or so, it really makes sense to it was good enough to make this list. And this was a, a tandem that I didn't think was ever going to really work was Phoebe Bridgers and Kid Cudi, but they figure out a way to make it happen, man. I love the beautiful lyricism about kind of fighting demons and mental health. The the lyricism that really pushed Kid Cudi forward into the lime, limelight and gave him, you know, the platform to be one of the most iconic hip hop, really just, you know, music artists of our generation. Uh, this song is, is just another great example of that. Phoebe gives a really powerful performance on the back end of the song. In terms of the production, I think the drums are a little bit simple, but they mix really well with the guitar chords. And I love how he, you know, as always, Kid Cudi does this with his vocal effects, especially on the hook. He tends to, you know, drown them out, draw them out, make them sound a little bit more warped. And it really just gives it that kind of eclectic, um, you know, galaxy type of music that, we are just accustomed to hearing from Kid Cudi. So, Loving Me, Phoebe Bridgers and Kid Cudi, easily one of my favorite songs of the year. Man on the Moon 3, a phenomenal album. If you haven't heard it yet, make sure you check it out. Um, I'm sure I'm not, I'm, I shouldn't be the one that have to tell you that. But yeah, Kid Cudi, man, he, he did it again. And I think, feel like he's finally back to form in the Kid Cudi that I like. And Loving Me was really the the calling card from this album for me so far 
We got just two songs left to go, and the first one is gonna be Slow Ties Feel Away featuring James Blake and Mount Kimby. Suddenly, know half a man I used to be, but truthfully, half a bitch could it be? It's not you, so I guess it's me. It's not you, so I guess it's me. Slow Tie, he is a UK grime artist. Really came on to him last year. Again, anybody that's a returning listener has been listening for the last you know year or two. You know that if you heard my year end list last year, Slow Tie was all over that. Specifically on the songs, I think it was Psycho with Denzel Curry that made my list. And then, of course, his Nothing Great About Britain album was one of my honorable mention albums of 2019, excuse me. But this song takes kind of a completely different tone and vibe for Slow Ten. I think that's because he's in a different place in his life. This song is more about uh, you know him and an unnamed partner. I want to say it's his, his the person, the woman that he's with now. But it's again kind of talking about the the issues in a potential relationship, the miscommunications, and maybe wanting different things at some point. You know, it feels like they're really at this crossroads. Um, they are debating going their separate ways, but they're unsure. I think it's a lot based upon Slow Tie's kind of um, negligence to want to start a family and his kind of um, apprehensiveness to do that. And then, you know, of course he knocks her up and they have, they're about to have, you know, a baby. And really the whole song is his inner struggle with growing up, taking responsibility for this new family that is going to be, you know, coming to be in, in, in a very short amount of time. And, and just his worry about whether or not he's going to be a good parent based on his career choice, and which is, you know, the fact that he's a hip hop artist. You know, again, I think anybody in that position who's going to be a new parent, regardless of what type of, you know, career choice that or career path that you're in, you're obviously going to have that apprehensiveness. You're going to have those worries like, you know, can I really do this? Am I going to make the same mistakes that my parents made? And it's completely understandable. And I love that Slow Tie is able to kind of just articulate it in a way that is not only relatable, um, and pro- pro- but proprietary to him too. And this this tone of the, of the song and the production, uh, especially with that electric guitar melody, even though it's so subtle, it's just, it's so good. But I didn't think or ever expect that Slow Tie would get on a song like this. But I'm so glad that he did because... I think it's one of his most touching songs and it's really one of a songs that has kind of like sat with me really uh really well this year and i'm a huge james blake fan as well of course if you know you heard my list last year too james blake was all over those he gives a really strong performance here he gives like a like an extended bridge verse of some sort but overall like this is just a song to me that's showing the maturity and the growth of, of an artist like Slow Tie. He doesn't have to just be this kind of quirky, maniacal guy. He has a different side to him, and he's really trying to navigate his own, you know, inner struggle and emotions with becoming a, a, a you know, an adult and a, and a parent. So, and I just, again, commend him for taking risks with his music, and he clearly takes one here with this song, Feel Away. And for me, like I said, one of the best songs of the year and one of my favorite songs from Slow Tie. Uh, in his discography and finally the last song of high honors that just missed the top 20 really was actually in there for quite a while but got bumped down uh with uh, at last second i should say but this is mike no not me mike mike period with been thinking 
So I'm sorry, you guys, again, returning listeners, you know I have to throw a pun in there every so often. I've been pretty good this episode of not throwing in a pun, so there it is. But this is Mike Studd, for anyone that's not familiar uh, or that knows Mike Studd but didn't know he kind of rebranded his his name and his image. Uh, Really his sound, too, completely changed it. But now he's going by Mike, period, just just Mike, I guess. I used to listen to Mike Studd when I was in college. I kind of used to make him uh, synonymous with, like, Sammy Adams and Asher Roth, who were making just, like, that kind of college rap. Even Mac Miller back then was making, like, just backpack college rap. And even someone like Sammy Adams has completely changed his sound, too, uh, Mac Miller. So it's just so nice to see that Mike Studd has kind of followed in that path to even Asher Roth, too, I should say. He, he kind of got into more of, like, a hippie psychedelic sound uh later on in his career but mike stud specifically uh again more of like an indie acoustic uh hip-hop i would even say hip-hop kind of like even what earlier in the episode what a tj hickey is doing um i think kind of mike stud is maybe one of the poster childs for this type of sound now and this song been thinking just the melody on it is so fantastic it's just infectious and really even the hook to the way that he is interpolating the lyrics the lyrics on this song it really just kept me coming back again and again and again this year by far he has completely not only changed his sound but really for the better i think and he's put a nice modern spin on this melodic indie hip-hop and you know i'm just i just can't get enough of it so excellent excellent work from mike stud and he just dropped a recent single too um, that I really enjoy that the name of it is now escaping me, but uh, really just enjoying the the sound that Mike Studd is having overall, and can't wait to hear again what he comes up with this year and beyond. And that is my honor roll of 2020. Again, 30 songs, 20 in the honors section, 10 in the high honors section, that just missed my top 20 lists, but I thought still deserved recognition this year and accolades because of the amazing songs that they really are. Again, this is just my list, guys. This is just my opinion, my favorite songs of the year. Please get into the conversation. Drop me a comment. Let me know what did I miss, what songs are not on this list. But again, thank you guys so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. As always, make sure you subscribe, whether you are watching on YouTube or a podcast streaming platform. Be sure to follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram, and also hit up our website, www.turntableteachers.com for all the latest. We got new blogs, merch, right mind. It's all there. You guys know the deal. Uh, this is, again, this is our last episode of 2020. So I really hope that you guys, you know, enjoyed this. And thank you so much again for rocking with us this year. I know this was such a difficult year for everybody, but we saw such amazing growth and there were so many positive takeaways for us in 2020 as a podcast and as a platform. And we just we just can't thank it enough. It, we owe it all to you, uh, the listeners and the audience that have really brought us uh, the success that we have had. And we just, we're gonna continue. We're not stopping. We're just gonna keep giving you guys good music analysis and you know trying to educate through music and bringing artists and, and guests on this platform that are going to make positive impact and and want to share their stories and uh, try to relate to people out there. It's just, it's just a beautiful thing. And I'm so, you know, just, just honored and and proud 
to have this platform and be a part of it. So we literally just can't thank you guys enough for everything that you do for us. And please make sure you tune into our next three episodes in graduation 2020 that are coming right after the new year. So make sure you guys check those out. We have, again, top 20 Massachusetts songs of 2020, top 20 songs of 2020 in the mainstream, and then top 10 albums of 2020. So totally uh, excited to uh, release those and show you guys our lists, our final lists, and give all of the incredible artists and music that we heard this year the recognition that they deserve. So without further ado, I am Mike with the Turntable Teachers. I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful new year. We'll see you in 2021, and class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,